Welcome to Sell Like You, the ultimate sales podcast that will teach you how to make sales your superpower, transform your mindset, and in doing so, explode your sales beyond your wildest dreams. I'm Harriet Meller, and over the last 17 years, I've helped hundreds of top companies around the world, including my own, make more money and qualify more leads using simple strategies that work. In this podcast, you'll learn how I generated over 10 million in annual sales, along with the sales techniques, processes, and tools that will work for you to generate more dream-aligned clients and scale your business beyond what you thought was possible. If you're sick of the boring, outdated, and pushy sales tactics of the past, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Unlike Rose and Jack in Titanic, I never let go of an opportunity, prospect, or lead, and neither should you. Welcome back to the Sell Like You podcast with me, Harriet Meller. And this episode is not about going back in history and talking about the Titanic. You'll be glad to know we're still remaining on the topic of sales. And when it comes to following up and staying front of mind and never letting go of those opportunities, this does not mean calling every day or week and asking, how about now? How's the quote getting on? Is the decision making process progressing? Instead, it's about remaining front of mind and present whilst adding value in a meaningful way. And so in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing how to stay front of mind, what adding value in a meaningful way looks like, how to track and manage your pipeline so that you'll never let a lead go, creating nurture sequences that work for you, and how I do this in my business as well as what I do for clients. And we're also going to cover off mistakes that I often see being made as part of follow-up and check-ins process. Now, if you've been here for a while, you know I hate with a passion the phrase, do you have any questions to be used in our follow-up? So just to remind you all that that is not what what we're going to be using throughout any of our touch points or processes ever, but we're definitely not going to be leaning into that in today's episode. Now, the beauty of this, of what we're going to be uncovering and what what you're going to be able to think about during and following this episode, you can also apply in your marketing sequences, emails, social media platforms, etc. Because adding value is really, really powerful, regardless of why or when you do it. Okay, so episode is all about nurturing and about staying relevant, being frequently in touch in a meaningful way so that we never let a lead go. Now, I've shared examples over the podcast and with people that I meet about opportunities that have taken me a really long time to close. You know, it's taken 18 months, it's taken 12 months, and that is luckily fairly infrequent. However, it's still part of the everyday. And so regardless of the industry that you're in, you need to be really mindful of what your lead times are. And so if you've got a longer lead time, let's say more than a month, we need to think about ways that we are able to stay frequent, stay front of mind without being annoying. Because as soon as we get into that annoying category, we're going to lose or, you know, run the chance of losing the opportunity. So when we look at how to stay front of mind, um, that ties in for me really around what adding value in a meaningful way looks like. So when we're thinking about staying front of mind, we want to be seen. We want them to think about us often. And so when we think about the touch points as part of a follow up, we think about ways that we can be seen. So marketing plays definitely a part in that. Sharing information and education across LinkedIn, a really amazing way to do that, especially if you're connected with them and your ideal clients. We've got email, we've got phone, we've got post, we've got popping up and seeing their faces at a coffee shop or seeing them at a networking event. Now, I do not recommend stalking. That's not what I mean. Um, But again, it's about just being there and being seen. 
when we think about marketing metrics around how often we need to see a product or a service or a brand to affiliate with them or to build trust, the same thing falls into this category around selling. When we use the platform like LinkedIn as an example, we're able to stay relevant and front of mind whilst adding value, whilst potentially giving them trigger points for them to go, okay, yeah, I need this person. I need to buy their product or I need to buy their service. And so when we're looking at how I've given some of those touch points there, but when we talk about adding value very specifically, very targeted to the the, the prospects or maybe client, if you are upselling or cross-selling, then value comes in many forms. And the value I like to recommend is around freebies, is around templates, tools, mini trainings, mini things to be involved in that are relevant to them, their business and where they're at in their journey. So as part of your qualification, you're uncovering information all the time. Now, when I do a sales keynote, I often share a slide which shares a text message exchange between me and a prospect about our dogs. Now, I love my dogs. So do people that have their dogs. They love them and they love to talk about them. And so you may wonder where this is going, but bear with me. When we talk about something or connect with somebody on something that they're really passionate about or that they love, it could be a sport. It could be doing something. It could be reading something. It could be a practice or a habit that we're doing. When you connect with somebody that has a very similar thought process or or similar values, we connect with them on a different level. So when we start talking here, when I use the example of dogs, is that I had a conversation with with this prospect. We talked about our dogs for probably a solid 10 to 15 minutes. And when we then talked then about our dogs, we thought that our dogs were deaf. And I shared my story and I said, you know, um, when we first got the first Labrador, Arlo, we um, we had him at home and he wasn't listening. Um, and again, you know, he was, he was a few months old and he'd, he'd, you know, start going through training and he just wasn't listening. And I said to my partner, I was like, I think he's, I think he's deaf. Like I'm genuinely worried because every time I'm giving him these commands or asking for him to do something, he just was not, he wouldn't even look up, let alone, you know, do the thing that I've asked for. And it came to me opening a packet of crisps. And next minute I looked down and there's Arlo right next to me, like waiting for a crisp because he's heard me open the packet. Now there was then a meme that I came across on social media and it was basically this depicted in images. And I sent it to the prospect. This was about a week or so later. And I was like, lol, after our conversation, you know, this is kind of, um, this is totally what you and I experienced. And so we connected on a different way. Now, what you'll notice there is nothing about the opportunity. It was nothing about the proposal. It was nothing about the next steps. It was something we connected on outside of the conversation that we were able to build rapport and build trust and build relationship on because we both shared that story and that experience. And so that can be attributed to pretty much anything during that conversation. And it doesn't have to be personal just as much as it doesn't have to be business. It has to be something that means something to them that you've uncovered during your qualification conversation, reviewing, you know, what it is that they are going to be sharing on social media as well. Another example of where I've seen this work was a recruitment agency in Perth, and they they were learning more about one of their prospects and their prospects talked about chicken nuggets they sent a box or I think a few boxes of chicken nuggets with a note to the client or to the prospect because that was what they had shared after they'd connected. That's what they shared something about on their LinkedIn and they shared the chicken nuggets. Brilliant. Okay. Absolutely brilliant. Now, if you are a volume-based selling, you can be like, Harriet, I haven't got time or budget or, you know, any ways and means of actually doing this. But we're talking about targeted ideal clients where we want to 
where we where we want to remain front of mind, where we want to be able to add value and give us the best chance of success. These are the tools and tips that we're going to need to think about when we are moving through this process. So again, there's two kind of wacky ideas, but again, I want you to think outside the box. When it comes to your more regular things that you're going to be anticipating, it's going to be around frameworks, guidelines, reports, white papers, tools. It might be um, access to something. It might be a webinar that you're running on the topic that you've been discussing. And so how can you link that into them? It could then be, hey, John, um, I know from our conversation, we talked about this. We're hosting a webinar on this date. And I thought you may find it of interest because we are going to cover two of the things we talked about during our meeting. OK, that's how specific we need to get that process to being and that and that touch point to being to make it meaningful. OK, if we are just winging it and just sending information left, right and center, we are not going to connect with them and it's not going to do the job that we've set out to do. And you're still going to then be wondering, how am I going to maintain connection and build rapport with this client and stay relevant in front of mind? Because we're just throwing stuff at them and hoping something sticks against the wall. Adding value in a meaningful way is making it meaningful to them based on something that you know or have uncovered. And it is has no bearing or no relevance to the next meeting, the quote, the proposal, the, um, the follow up, the next steps. OK, it's very much to the side of that. So again, if we think of anything that comes through, I'll give you a couple of examples of where I find works really well. So for example, if we're talking about, let's say, building an outbound strategy, I have got a replicate your ideal clients table, which I give away. Um, it's available on, on the website under blogs and resources. It's, there's also a link in the replicate your ideal clients podcast. But for people that come in and have a conversation with me, if that's one of the key areas that they're looking at, or let's say it's part of a marketing activity they're doing in the next few weeks, and then they'll be visiting whether I can support them, I would offer to share that piece of information following the following that meeting. If I didn't offer it during that meeting, I may send it to them a couple of weeks later or later on that week. It was great to chat to you earlier this week about what it was that they were looking for and where they're at. Understanding that these are going to be your next steps before we speak again, I thought I would share with you this. I should, thought I'd share with you the Replicate Your Ideal Clients table as this is going to be part of this. You know, this would fit really well within your exercise to identify your ideal clients. Um, you can also listen to the, to the podcast episode here, should you wish for some further clarification. Okay, I've added value in a meaningful way that means something to them. I've explained why I've given them that specific document or framework and why I've suggested it. And I've explained how to use it with some extra cl clarification utilized in the podcast. Now, to give you a different example where it doesn't have to be your specific content. And I'll give you an example of this. Let's say you've read an article or you've read a book or you've listened to a podcast. Using the example of the whole dog crisp meme, we can then share information. It does not have to be our own. So if you're then thinking, Harry, I don't have this information. Maybe you're a salesperson in an organization or not. Maybe you are the organization and you don't have that collateral yet. Absolutely start building a wish list. Think about one thing that will solve a lot of problems or a lot of or give a lot of value to your clients and start there. But in the meantime, if you've listened to a podcast, if there is a, um, a video, if there is a template or a tool that you could be using, then I want you to share that. And again, use the same example. I listened to this podcast last week and I thought of you following our conversation. 
I've been thinking about you since our last meeting. And I listened to this podcast earlier and it gave me information on XYZ. I thought it'd be of interest. So I thought I'd pop over the link here. Hope that's of interest. Hope you find it inspiring as an example. Thanks. Again, highlighting the fact, no relevance to where we're at in the process, no relevance to the call or the email, very much focused on adding value in a meaningful way that's relevant to them, showcasing ideas that it doesn't have to be always extravagant or super outside the box, but it needs to be relevant and we need to be able to bridge the gap. Now, when it comes to tracking these processes and these step step points, we need to think about how we're going to do that in with in line with your CRM, your pipeline manager, your Excel spreadsheet, your Trello board, wherever you're at. Now, when it comes to adding value, because you are adding value, there's actually statistically research has shown, and also actually I had a, a, a meeting with Active Campaign. And Active Campaign shared with me um, around some statistics with email. But again, I've done a lot more research outside of this that shows you can send as much value as you want or need to to a client without actually getting to the point where you annoy them. So, you know, when you get those emails over and over and over again, which are buy this, you know, get this discount here, do this, you know, stories, etc. But we're not really adding any value. They get a little bit boring. We get a little bit over it. We unsubscribe. We move on. We go, oh, too much. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to have another meeting with them because could you imagine what, you know, the onslaught of information is going to look like after that second meeting, if this is what I'm getting after the first. So be really mindful of how you're showing up. But when it comes to tracking, when you're adding value, the rule of thumb is you can pretty much add as much value as you like or want or can without annoying the client, as long as it is bridged the gap between what you said and what I've given you what I understand and what I recommend. Okay, why am I sending this to you when I say saw this and thought of you? Why? What did I see and why did I connect the dots to you? Okay, so making it really simple. So when we come back to tracking, we need to just make sure that we know when we are going to be doing it. So as part of your process, you may want to think about at the end of that first week after your meeting or proposal, is that a trigger point for you to think about something to send? Now, again, I'm explaining this based on targeted, very specific clients and also majority of clients that I work with are service based SaaS products, technology. And um, we are looking at those longer term because they are bigger deal sizes and therefore do require this nurture. If you are selling something that is under $100, then the value piece needs to be automated and it needs to be something that will attribute to many people rather than getting specific. But again, if you've been here for a little while, you know that I talk about bigger sales, bigger size deals and opportunities. So the value piece comes into this bit where we are massively personalizing. But again, if you are dealing with, with $100,000 multi-million dollar deals, you need to be considering this sequence to stay relevant and front of mind as you move through. So when we're creating that nurture sequence, coming back to that piece of when do we send our first piece of value, you can do it whenever you want. You might do it after their inquiry before you have a meeting. You might do it after their meeting before you send the proposal. That piece is up to you and it's about identifying a piece that's going to work. But again, having a trigger point or a reminder in your CRM, in your pipeline manager, in your, just in your diary that then says meeting, okay, proposal sent, once I've sent the proposal, reminder to send value, you know, three or four or five days later. It will allow you to then be able to use it as a trigger point, but also give you time to think of something, especially if this is new for you. Then when we're looking at these longer term opportunities, we then need to then make sure we stay relevant and front of mind during that lead process. So giving you an example where let's say somebody has gone and they're already in contract or let's say they've gone with somebody else this time round. 
we then know we've got maybe 12 months until they're going to make that decision again. Let's say the decision's been pushed out, pushed out for six months due to internal budget changes. So at that point, we need to stay relevant for six months or 12 months or two years. This is what I mean when I say I never let go of a lead or an opportunity. So at that point, we want to map out periods of time for when we want to go back in and check in on how we're nurturing and how we're adding value. So to give an example here is that I would always kind of err on the side of, especially on that 12, 24 months, 12, 18, 24 months, I would recommend every three months, three to six months, having a trigger point. Again, depending on how opportunity, how many opportunities you're working, I would want to have a trigger point maybe around that three to six month mark, ideally three, where we are checking in and seeing how we can add value because it's an opportunity for us to reflect. Now, this highlights a very important piece of your process, which is managing your CRM. And when we're managing our CRM, we want to make sure that we are adding notes. Because again, if we use this example, let's say you're dealing with 100 opportunities, you go back into your CRM, you find Harriet, you go down, you've forgotten everything about her, but you've not written any notes. It's going to be very difficult for you to add value in a meaningful way because you're going to have to try and remember. And if you're dealing with a lot of opportunities, that's going to just get harder. So the more information you put in there, the better holidays, kids, dogs, etc. I talk about this a lot out over on YouTube and also on the on the LinkedIn platform as well. And um, so feel free definitely to check me out over there and um, subscribe on the YouTube channel, uh, which is Sell Like You and also the Your Sales Co channel. Then you're able to then find out a little bit more about managing your CRM. So that's just a top tip there. So we need to think about when we're when we're tracking, when you would like to do it. We've then got creating a nurture sequence that works for you, which ties in with that. So creating a nurture sequence is essentially adding value. You can do that through your newsletter. You can do that through regular updates. Um, you can also do that, as I've mentioned before, in terms of individually going through and checking on what value you can add. But creating a sequence and a time frame for doing that if you've got a pipeline manager, start there. We then need to then look at the nurture sequence, which I said, again, could be generalization through an email. But again, we want to make sure we're adding value in a way that means something to them as well. Now, how do I do this in my business? I've shared some examples as we've gone through this episode today in terms of that I will make notes. I've got so much collateral because I've been doing this for so long. I've got a lot of collateral, which I will send out. I will also create additional content depending on what is going to add the most value, because I am dealing usually with larger opportunities with larger clients and organizations. I'm happy to put in that work and that effort. For my smaller organizations, I've probably got enough there to play with. But again, we'll always create more should the need come up, should I have a gap in a way that I can add value. And again, the um, the process of so this sort of you is always there for me as a tracker and a reminder now, I use Pipedrive, so I use activities to be able to track the reminders to check in, to look at ways to add value, so on and so forth. And I can do that through those activities. HubSpot, Salesforce, they all have very similar. If you're using a free platform such as Trello, you're tracking it in an Excel, then I'd be using your diary to be able to do that. And that's my recommendation as well for our clients. Now, mistakes to avoid, I mentioned before at the beginning of this episode about not using the do you have any questions? The mistakes tie into that where we see questions or follow-ups where we add value, but we also then ask about where we're at on the process. I want you to try and split the two up because just like in LinkedIn, if we add value or educate and then we have a call to action at the bottom, 
we almost eradicate the value we've just added because we've included a call to action. Now, that's not to say we should never offer or sell or share what it is that, you know, ways that people can work with us. But we need to be really mindful that we are adding way more value than we are selling and asking, you know, those and giving these call to actions. So same thing in our emails, the mistakes to avoid is going to be around including things to do with the process, the quote, the where we're at. I want you to solely focus on adding value and then use another opportunity to communicate, pick up the phone and get an update if you don't already have something locked in for when you're going to be communicating with them again. Same thing from that check-in piece is that when we when we add value without a reason or we're adding value because we think it might just work, but we don't really know, we are throwing stuff against the wall and hoping that something's going to stick and we absolutely do not want to be doing that. So again, mistakes to avoid is going to be repetitive information being added without explaining the bridging, the gap between why you and why this, asking too much about the deal and the opportunity whilst we're adding value because it eradicates it. And again, the additional pieces where we can add extra value is going to be through the posts that you that you share on LinkedIn is also a touch point. Anything you send out in regular emails or mail, seeing them and being relevant in the right circles as well is going to be there. Another great way of being able to kind of, I guess, really spread across and stay relevant is going to be having people within your network sharing your name. It's always great when you meet somebody and they then say, oh, I was referred by this company or by this person, but I also know this guy and this girl and this person here. And they have also spoken really highly about the work that you do. Or I've now followed you on on LinkedIn and I can't believe how much you share. Or, you know, it's great to see that because I think you'd be a great fit culturally wise, especially from a service perspective. So again, always thinking about ways of exposure so that you're able to be seen and also stay relevant, frequent and front of mind. Now, when I mentioned before about applying this to social media, again, example I've given there for LinkedIn, and um, when we're adding value, turning that into a post, turning that into a blog post, turning that into a podcast. And um, again, all of the content that I share across all of my platforms and the podcast is all driven by questions, by wins, by challenges that my clients and prospects are sharing with me. I very rarely have to sit down and think of something new to talk about because all I have to do is think about what have I been asked that day? What have I been asked that week? What's been hot topic? What's been on repeat? What's the mistakes that I'm seeing? So again, coming back to that, if you don't yet have, if you're building a process from scratch, think about what are the most commonly asked questions? What's the most common misconceptions? And go through and start from there. So this has been a jam-packed episode. I've given a lot in this episode. So you might need to go back and and listen. I also talk really fast, whether my editors manage to slow it down, we'll see. (laughs) Um, But essentially, we want to add value. We want to add value in a meaningful way. And we never want to let go of an opportunity, prospect or lead. That comes down to you knowing your client, comes down to asking questions, and it comes down to tracking and scheduling time to check in, to follow up, to add value in a meaningful way. And think outside the box. Think about the chicken nuggets. Think about the meme, you know, screenshot. Think about how you can add value across different platforms and you will start to see the warmth of your leads. And also the lead time should also start to shorten for you because you're you're remaining there. You're remaining frequent and they're going to have to always be thinking about you and what's happening. Think about that time during your lead time as to what you think will be appropriate for you and your clients. 
I've given examples of what works for me and what I usually recommend, but also be mindful of what's going to work for you specific to your industry and what your clients and how often is, is going to be suitable for the work that you do as well. As always, if you've loved this episode, please like, share, leave us a review, share it with somebody that you know will add value. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, on Instagram. There'll be links in the show notes as well. Uh, Feel free to drop me a DM. I love hearing from you. If you are struggling with something, let me know. If this resonated with you, let me know. Um, But thanks so much for having me in your ears. Thanks for letting me talk about adding value and never letting go in relation to the Titanic. And I wish you a very successful week of selling. Thank you for tuning into the Sell Like You podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and be sure to subscribe to never miss another one. A huge thank you to Vitality House for hosting today's recording. And I look forward to being back into your ears soon.